Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? Double G here for Fight Game Media. We didn't have a non-five-star Joshi show in this free feed because I was waiting for the end of SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Survivor Series. I always get those two mixed up. I was waiting because I was just going to give a quick review and then I was going to play a portion of one of the shows that we did this week. But I think I'm going to save that portion of the show for next week's free episode because all of a sudden CM Punk is back in WWE. And so what I did is I dialed up my good buddy Big D who I've uh, known for a very long time and is probably the person who I have discussed wrestling with more than anybody else if you're counting AOL Instant Messenger, if you're counting message board stuff, if you're counting Facebook Messenger, uh, he and I go back quite a, quite a while. So what we did is I recorded a special uh, edition of Broken News, which is our new... You know, we don't break the news. We want to be able to discuss and analyze the news kind of when it comes out. And last week, uh, Paul Fontaine and I did one for the Patreon on the Continental Classic. When those brackets came out, we did a quick one. So the idea is, like, information comes out. And if it's worth talking about, we'll try and get a quick podcast up for people who aren't available to go find this information out. Uh, so hopefully that provides a good service. But in this case, for this CM Punk story, uh, once he showed up at the end of Survivor Series, uh, I thought, hey, you know, let's see if I can get Dion, and we'll quickly go over the whole situation, some of the things that have come out, the little pieces of nuggets of information, which this thing is going to, you know, we're going to be talking about CM Punk for week after week after week after week. So... Uh, This is normally a show that we keep on the Patreon, but I thought, you know, it kind of shows for the free feed. It kind of shows how flexible we are and how quick we are in putting stuff up on the Patreon. And for you free feed listeners, if you enjoy that kind of service, definitely 
uh, hit us up at uh, patreon.com front slash fight game media just five bucks a month and uh, you'll get content like this including all of the shows that we do and our other show our wwe show right now is is recording and we're about to have a survivor series post show in the patreon i would say uh, very shortly so you'll have tons of different shows in the patreon but little bonus ones like 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 broken news so i'm, I'm putting the entire thing that danny and i did uh on on this feed so you can kind of get a sense of what we do with broken news and if you want you can you can subscribe if not you know we're probably going to be doing more stuff in this free feed like i have mentioned before and uh, we're gonna try and be as creative as possible so just stay tuned with this feed you'll still get content in here and uh, and that is that so check it out here this is literally a half an hour after cm punk showed up at the end of survivor series we explain the whole angle what happened how it happened on the show and a little bit more information so check it out big d and myself double g broken news This is broken news on the Fight Game Media Patreon, but we're also putting this on YouTube. We're putting it in the free feed. And I know I said that I wasn't going to do that, but I think the story is big enough to where uh, we do need to do that. But it's going to the Patreon first. It'll be up in the Patreon first. No commercials, none of that stuff for uh, for everyone in the Patreon. But the reason why I have this specific guest on, Big D, is because... I don't know if you, I mean, you, I'm sure you remember, but you know, if we go back to like 2011 when CM Punk was doing that summer of punk stuff and the pipe bomb, and you were telling me because you were watching ROH or you had watched ROH and you were saying how, you know, the summer of punk is goes back to ROH and before he came into WWE. And so I thought about that. So, so, you know, we, we, just to bury the lead here, CM Punk is back in WWE. And the way that they did it was absolutely fantastic. And we'll talk about that in a second. But the reason I had you in mind is because when his face showed up on screen, for whatever reason, my mind flashed back to podcasts that you and I were doing back in 2011. So um, just or just even conversations we were having back then. So that's why I wanted you on. You are somebody whenever we talk about the pipe bomb, whenever we talk about you know, these kind of surprise moments, uh, I, I, I think of you. And you immediately messaged me after the show was over, too. So it worked out perfectly. So first off, did you think that this was happening before it actually happened? No, I think, um, well, it's funny because your boy Dave said it wasn't going to happen, but that was a month ago. So he's probably going to get crapped on for this. And he shouldn't be, and I'm going to tell you why. Because Triple H himself said in the post-show press conference, this was a last-minute decision. I was thinking, like I was trying to figure out when he came out, right, when this was finalized. Because it had to be last-minute. Because, But I thought back, because I remember hearing that they were going to do AJ Styles against Roman at, at a, a Saudi, and they were going to do... Seth and Drew at WrestleMania. So when they moved Seth and Drew to Saudi, 
I was like, well, that's interesting. I guess they're going to hold off on the feud or do a rematch or something. And I was trying to, in my head, like, see if WWE's recent storyline changes have affected this. But no, no. Triple H himself said, he said that, um, that he had just got this resolved or whatever, finalized recently. And Sean Ross Sapp said that, CM Punk told one person that he um, was had an hour-long conversation with Triple H. And the thing is this, bro. We've been around. We've seen it. There were guys who we thought would never come back. Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart, Ultimate Warrior, Bruno San Martino. These are guys who, oh, no, they'll never work with Vince ever again. And then look what happened. Even Hall and Nash had that reputation for a while. And then yes. look. So CM Punk is the latest. Now, I do respect the fact that Triple H and CM Punk talk like grown men and resolved it like adults. That I respect, and I like that a lot. But uh, no, I was not expecting it. And the fact that they did it so perfectly with the copyright logo and then the music and that place. I have a buddy of mine who was at the show who said it sounded like a nuke was dropped. <laughs> Wait, what does that even mean? A very loud explosion. Okay. Look, so the when loudest... he came out, it was loud. It was loud in the arena. When when Punk came out, yeah. I mean, dude, I'll tell you what. I felt that in Detroit because I was at Ford Field for SummerSlam. When LA Knight came out, I was getting concessions, and it felt like the whole place was blowing up. Like, it was crazy. But the biggest one was probably the Hardys at WrestleMania in Orlando. Do you remember that? That was, that was good. That was, it was good. That was massive in the building. That place was rumbling. So from what I – no, I, I don't have any background. I don't have any way to verify this. But it sounds like, uh, you know, probably finalized within the last several Week? days yeah. or whatever. And, and maybe the, the initial conversation is a, a little bit longer than that. But I want to commend them because this was the easiest – the easiest rumor was him showing up at the show, right? And and this this was not scheduled like that when they booked this building because he was working for the other company right. at the time. So they made it happen in a matter of, of a short amount of time. Since Timing left, is everything. Since he left AEW. And, you know, for the moment, I think the moment was fantastic. I think the surprise was fantastic. And we'll break down the surprise in a second. But what I wanted to say is, even if this sort of is a, is a short stay and, you know, he has the same issues and, you know, he, he kind of overstays his welcome. Like this moment, you can never take away this moment, just like you could never take away the first dance in AEW in, in the first dance. Like those are fantastic moments. And he has been a part of two of the biggest ones in the past several years. Cody at WrestleMania was another giant one. So commend WWE for it because, like you said, the way that he left, I mean, he basically flipped off everybody on the way out. And and in some instances, some people would may, may say rightfully so. But you remember when, you know, they were like, oh, Triple H is like, yeah, you know, don't worry about it. Me and you at Mania. And and Punk was sort of took offense to that. He's like, it's like I don't want to work against you. You know, like that whole thing. And it's, you know, disrespectful, but it's wrestling. 
Well, well, I mean, the, that's the funniest thing is Punk spent the last two years trashing WWE when he was in AEW. I mean, when Tony bought the Ring of Honor tape library, he's over here crying like, I'm glad Tony has my matches. And I'm just like, every chance he could take to take a knock at WWE. And now, look, I was watching the show with Carol, and Carol was like, that hypocrite. I'm like, this wrestling, you know, that th- this is this is always like this. You know what I mean? So the funniest thing, and and this is the aftermath of what happened. By the way, there's an awesome uh, Triple H and CM Punk photo that, and Triple it's H real. It's his, not AI. It's not, not AI. AI. Yeah, it's but real. Uh, you know, the rumor is that Drew McIntyre was pissed off. I think that is. I'm gonna guess that storyline. Seth was pissed. Seth, there was so there was footage that was taken from fan cameras of I Seth, like yeah, being held back. I already was told. I mean, when the show ended, I started getting text messages. This is what I tweeted. I said it was such a big secret that they kept Punk out of the arena and hidden during most of the show, so that it would not leak that he was there. And then Sean Ross Sapp, like minutes after I post mine, he posted his report where he said that nobody knew until Punk walked down the, the like the hallway. So that tells me that it was like Nick Khan and Triple H and, you know, Bruce probably knew, guys like that. that I mean, but, that's what Triple H said at the press conference. He said it was him and Nick and TKO had nothing to do with this. There, It was just between them and it did come last minute. The thing, the, the Seth thing and the Drew thing. Well, the Seth and Punk's going to be a match, though. That's a that's a, an upcoming match. We're going to get that match. Okay, and, and which is why... I you know it's him it's Seth being good at pro wrestling he's not of course now, now, now there may be some thoughts of like you know I don't know this guy's coming to take my spot you hear all the old school workers right and so you kind of got to stand your ground a little bit but he sees the uh, the opportunity if it is Seth and Punk that's a it's a big money match well like it, it's, it's because when they asked Seth about it in the interview recently like maybe actually a few months ago he said he didn't want CM Punk in WWE because he was cancer to the locker room that's mm-hmm. what he said so mm-hmm. obviously all this had to have been worked out what I want to know is has somebody checked on Tony because I, I'm a little worried about his mental health tonight dude I really am because he's look I if I put myself in Tony Khan's shoes, I would not publicly show this, but I would internally be feeling like shit. Just being real with you. I think even if it's for a little while, if I'm Tony Khan, uh, he probably has already gone through that emotion, understanding what pro wrestling is being a fan uh, of, you know how long he true, but in. actually seeing him there and see in Chicago, you know what I mean? he was just in Chicago a couple of days ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm sure he knew that this was a pretty good possibility because if he was on the other side, he would do exactly the same thing, right? So, and he That's did exactly he did exactly the same thing with the first dance and then bringing him back a second time. So. Let's actually break down what happened. How did this story come to be? So the show-long storyline for the men's war games was that Randy Orton had not showed up to the building. And so Team Cody was having this discussion. And every time they mentioned that Randy was not yet at the building, like Pavlovian dogs, the crowd (laughs) would chant, 
for CM Punk. Like it was on and off all night. It was putty in their hands, really. They was so they were, this per, it was so perfect, and so it was, you know they would we'd check in every hour or so, and no, Randy's not here yet. Then you'd hear the chance, CM Punk, CM Punk. So the crowd was thinking, okay, is Randy the red herring here, and are we really getting CM Punk in this War Games match? So we get to the match, and at the end of the match. Randy still hadn't shown up. He wasn't in the cages with the dudes. And uh, they, they do throw us a little bit of a, of a head fake because when Randy's supposed to come out, Rhea Ripley runs out with the briefcase. And so the fans are like, oh, what's going on here? It was just a head fake because seconds later, Randy's music plays. He comes out. He doesn't take one bump. He hits a crazy-ass RKO on, uh, on uh, J.D. McDonough who they threw from the they top of the cage. The it was he amazing. Of, he did a bunch of uh, super uh, uh, power slams, quick ones. It'll there was be- a spot where they teased him attacking Jey Uso, yes. and, and then Jey Uso saved him from an attack from Drew McIntyre from behind. And he was that telling was cool. Jay, like, I, I remember what happened. I'm not, I haven't forgotten. And so the baby faces win the match. Cody hits the crossroads on Damian Priest, and they're about to go off air, like he said. They play the copyright logo and they zoom to the back of the zoom to right where the stage yeah, is. Yeah, and then that that's they've been doing that zoom out farewell thing for a while. WrestleMania 10, when they're all holding Bret Hart up in the ring, that show ends with like a zoom out shot and it fades to black of like the you know, Mass Square Garden. So yeah, they it was we were all putty in their hands. And all of a sudden, the music plays, and the crowd goes wild, and Punk comes out. So, and to it me, and Punk on the Trons. To me, the brilliance of this thing was creating this idea that Randy Orton may not show up, and then when he does show up, they still went nuts for Randy Orton. So they had he in got their a mind, huge pop, huge in their, pop. In their mind, they were like, "Okay, we've forgotten about Punk. It's all about Randy, Randy, Randy." And then when the match was over. And then it's about punk again. And so it was like, this was is like, like all in, this is all out 2021. It was sort so we, of similar to that. Yeah. Our truth, our truth earlier in the <laughs> show, truth. that was the big, that was the big, yeah. Triple H made that joke in the press conference. Let's talk about the big return, our truth. And everybody started <laughs> laughing. And then he said that punk was a, well, we talked about it, but yeah. You know what? That, that press conference wasn't terrible for once. I actually thought there were some good questions. Right. Me too. Me too. I liked it. There was the Joshi question. Triple H is like, I had never heard of Joshi until like three years ago. <laughs> it, it, you know why? Because that term, that term stopped being used for a while. You know, like you could read the old 90s observers and he's got a whole section on Joshi, but I don't think he calls it that anymore. It's been like 10 years or 20 years since they've used that phrase. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so th- th- it was really brilliant the way that they did it. I commend them because we, we live in a day and age where information is, is out there. Now I didn't think punk was coming back, <clears throat> but I thought there was a small inkling when Dave wrote, that LA Knight versus Roman Reigns is not in the mix for the Royal Rumble. Now, this is not to say that I think CM Punk is facing Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. I don't think that, so. But that was the first time my mind went to, huh, I wonder if he is involved. Now, okay, here's the other thing about the CM Punk thing. For those of us who are really, really close to this stuff. But wouldn't Dave have told you? Oh, he didn't know. I'm not, not, I'm not saying that he didn't know. 
but he did not know Punk was coming out at the end of the show for for sure. Okay, he yeah. he, I'm sure he heard that there were discussions. I'm sure in his wrestling brain he was like, "This very much makes sense for him to come out." But he did not know that Punk was coming out tonight. Uh, I, I at least I don't think so. So because I was I was watching it with him. So the uh, the thing about it is those of us who are really close to this stuff, we, uh, I think. I think I would have been more surprised or maybe a little bit more fired up if I didn't see the last few months of punk in AEW because he really, really was like a poor coworker in AEW. He was a giant baby. He was a liar. He was calling people who had good information liars and trying to. He was all he was a mess. He was Donald Trumping his audience for a guy who stands for the things that he says that he stands for. So all of those reasons, I would like I think that like, again, the way that they did this moment was brilliant. But had he not gone out the way that he went out, I think I would have been even more excited to see him in WWE. And then the 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 hurdle for them is now taking this moment and making this moment mean something like the Cody moment. Cody comes in, Seth Rollins, they have that great match at WrestleMania and Cody becomes a top guy through the work. CM Punk comes in as a bigger sort of historical star than Cody Rhodes did when he came back to WrestleMania a couple years ago. But, is he willing to – are they going to book him correctly? Is he going to be a workhorse? Who knows of all that stuff? I'm going to guess no. I'm going to guess that he's not going to be wrestling a ton. So that is a different thing that they have to figure out because what got Cody over was he became the workhorse of the entire company, and he, there was so much goodwill in him, and uh, and they pushed him to the moon. So now – you have another guy that you just took from AEW. How do you make sure that that guy is now over again to this fan base uh, when we know some of that history and the, and the fans know a little bit more of the inside stuff these days? So th- I think that is a challenge. I'm interested to see what happens. But like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if this was a short stay and he just kind of went out the way that he wanted to go out. Maybe this is just WrestleMania and that's it. Uh, but I'm also willing to be open because I think he really did want to be back in wrestling when he came back to AEW. Now his body didn't necessarily hold up the way that he wanted it to. So that's another challenge. So they have their work cut out for them, but this is part one of this thing. And I thought it was just fantastic. One of the best things that they've done in recent memory. I mean, they had to have had a conversation about his behavior. That had to have been part of it because the, his. we know for a fact, look, we know for a fact that WWE kept up with that story. And we know that for a fact because Bruce Pritchard has tried to avoid talking about it on his podcast, but it does come up once in a while. And he usually says something like, well, we're not really interested in other companies, but we did hear about this. So, and so, you know, they always say that, but they're, they're paying attention. They, they're paying attention to what Tony does. I'm not saying that they're taking AEW as a serious threat, but they definitely heard what punk did. And we, we know that too, because when Ariel was on that Montreal show or um, earlier this year, and TK was tweeting Ariel reveal on his podcast that everyone in the back was like talking about it. Like, dude, look at this. So mm-hmm. the gossip continues in all the locker rooms. Everybody knows what's going on. So I feel like 
they had to have known everything that Punk did. He told them his side of the story, I'm sure. And they had to have, at some point, I would assume, said, listen, this is not the same thing. We're publicly traded with TKO. Like, this is, we can't play around like this, bro. And and maybe he felt that, maybe he felt from his, from his side that he really believed that the Young Bucks and that Kenny and that Khan were a bunch of children because they have shown more so, not so much Omega, but the other ones have shown in the past that they can kind of be like that. You know, we've heard stories from different guys. You can believe Jim Cornette. You don't have to. You see Tony losing his mind on Twitter. The point is that maybe from CM Punk's perspective, I'm not saying I feel this way, but maybe Phil Brooks is thinking, these guys really are children, and maybe he's going to go and he feels more comfortable being with Triple H and Ari Emanuel than he does with TK. <laughs> but obviously, obviously, that whole you fired me on my wedding day, that had to be discussed because that was a thing he had kept talking about. I was at the Mike Johnson interview with him in 2019. Like We've seen the interview he did with Tony Khan on one of the internet, I forget which one, where he's like, having a, a press conference and he said, you know, they fired me on my wedding day. So that was definitely something he had to have hammered out. So I think both guys, I would hope hashed out everything. I would hope. Well, I don't think the bucks can be petty in the way that they are without having CM Punk pave the petty pathway because that's his personality. Well, yeah, too. I know. And, and so it's, from his perspective, it's easy to, it's easy to look at it and go, yeah, you know, now I'm here, and that was then, this is now. But that's his personality. So uh, I, I would say, again, this has been my sort of thesis statement on WWE in of itself, but competition is great. Yes, it's if fun. There, if there's no AEW, there's no need for WWE to get punk or to extend some of these guys like orton these and older also, wrestlers I, i'm glad you said that because it goes both ways Let, let's let's be honest here look i understand that look i've been very critical of tony khan and i've been critical of wwe i know as fans we obviously have our opinions on what's good and what isn't but having aw there even if aw sucks now i don't think aw sucks right now i've actually been more into the product than i was earlier in the summer or even before then I, I didn't like 2022 that much. There was a lot of it I didn't like. But the point is, if it wasn't for AEW, we would never have gotten Brian versus Zack Sabre Jr. Like all these great matches that came from like Christian going to AEW. Look at this awesome run we're seeing of him as a heel. Like these are things we wouldn't have seen if, if it was only WWE. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Mm -hmm. Who would have never seen these things? So you got to have people out there. It's just that I think a lot of fans, what they want is I think a lot of fans think that now that Triple H is in charge, that they want WWE to go back to being like what NXT was. And even though like, you know, during the boom NXT, like the gold, the black and gold era. And I think that WWE is get is closer to that than they were with Vince. It's never going to be like that because me personally, bro, I want Adam Cole to go back to WWE and have a run as a top heel. I want Keith Lee to go back to WWE, but that's only because Triple H knew how to book them. And so you, you understand where I'm coming from. I'm, I'm just the bottom line is as much as we may want certain guys to work with certain guys, AW existing opens up the possibility for more guys working with guys they would have never worked with. Does that make sense? And, and and women as well, because Mercedes is out there. 
Triple H. I mean, when when would you have ever heard the name Julia on a WWE press conference before? But the rumors of her possibly being interested in WWE and now WWE has an entire faction of uh, of Japanese women as one of the top women's factions. So that's pretty cool. So, uh, but let let's actually. I just want to get your quick thoughts on the show overall. Uh, out of 10, what, what, what would you give this Survivor Series? I'd give it like a 7 out of 10. I felt like all the matches were pretty good. I didn't think anything was outstanding necessarily, except maybe the main event. However, when you compare this main event to like last year's War Games, I think last year's is probably better because yeah. that drama was so Zane. much more drama, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was way more drama. But now that being said, I'm not saying this one's not good. It's just that last year was extraordinary. Um, I think the issue with the show was that the non-War Games matches were all extremely predictable. Like, nobody on this planet thought that Miz could have had a chance against beating <laughs> no, Gunther, bro. Much. Nobody. And Zoe Stark, bro, yeah, they worked hard, but she's not going to beat Rhea Ripley. So ultimately, the show became a bit anticlimactic. Yeah. But I did think it was smart. When they had Rhea run out with the briefcase before Randy showed up, that was a. I was watching. I was like, you know, the match hasn't technically become the match beyond yet. So I guess they could do a match within a match. Yeah. But uh, but it was good stuff. I mean, I I liked the show. It's just I I didn't think it was the best WWE show. But they haven't had any bad shows this year. Last month was probably the weaker show, but oh, it's yeah. been pretty good I nice too. So. I, I much like you, I was kind of I was a little bored with the non-war games matches and even the women's war games match. I thought it was fun, but they were doing some stuff where you really, really had to give them the benefit of the doubt, like EO Sky jumping off the cage with the with the, the trash uh, can the over trash can. And, like go the grout spot. Like like Charlotte had had been pushed off of the top rope like 45 seconds before EO had actually jumped. So, the, you know, there was some of that stuff, but it was a great, it was a great moment. Uh, John LaRocca and I, we had a conversation about this Miz, Miz and, and Gunther match. I was laughing at these near falls. Like, I was like... They were trying. They really were. I was like, okay, this crowd is buying these near falls. And I'm laughing at them because I know there's zero percent chance Gunther is, is losing this match. So John thought got... John thought that it was well done, and I thought it was it was pretty funny and, and kind of laughable. Well, but... that's what I'm saying. If they got the crowd into it, maybe you didn't fall for it. But if they got, and that's a well, what usually is, smart what does that mark say crowd. About the crowd, though. I mean, Chicago's usually a smart mark crowd, but you know what? And you know this. Sometimes you go to shows, and you get lost in the show. Well, and and also they're they're in a little bit. You know, they're they're. They're packing the thing, so you're you're gonna grab a a, a few more. And they want to be part of the show, so they that's, wanna that's a like, big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's fun to like one, two, oh, like that's fun to do at live shows. But obviously, if we're at home, I mean, then again, I remember I went to. I think I told you this story when I used to go to the sports bar. I remember I was watching the 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 you know at the sports bar watching the when you when you would go to the sports bar and and get a diet coke. Yes, a Coke Zero, but yes, <laughs> and a pitcher, and uh, and the, there was a table next to me, and the guys were chanting, "You can't wrestle," and I looked at him and I go, "He can't hear you." <laughs> What's the point of, of doing the claps and a fucking? Bar? It's so stupid. Bro. Okay, yeah. so the, True the story. Other, so the other thing uh, I wanted to mention here 
for our Patreon users, but also, like I said, this is going to YouTube. This is also going to our, our free podcast feed, which is you and I are going to come back here monthly. And I think next month, uh, which will be December, we're going to figure out the right time. We'll do a live stream and we're going to talk about the new Sylvester Stallone Netflix documentary. And then we're going to do something that you and I have kind of done in private message uh, over the years, but never on a podcast is we're going to rank all of the Rocky and Creed movies based on the ones that we want to watch over again, the rewatchability of the films. And so we're going to have that discussion because uh, Creed three, and I think there's even Creed four news. It's, it, that it's, is out it's been there. announced. Yeah. And Michael B. Jordan's the director. That's all we know. I heard a nasty rumor that Jake Paul was going to be involved. I was like, dear God, Jake can, Paul. I mean, they had, they have like, they had like Canelo in a cameo. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when this movie was coming out, Creed three, and I saw also lit also starring Canelo Alvarez. I'm like, <laughs> are they going to fight? Cause the Creed's <laughs> supposed to be a heavyweight, even though in real life, I think in real life, isn't Michael B. Jordan smaller than he's a little, he's a little smaller. He's, he's, he's probably closer to Stallone size than, than anything else, but okay. Cause um, yeah, but smaller than Canelo, right? Uh, maybe height, height wise. He may be a little taller uh, and, and depending on, you know, what his physique is like. Cause Canelo, Canelo probably walks around at like one ninety. I'm, I'm going to guess one eighty, one ninety. But so the, the, the champion in Creed three, the one who gets knocked out by Jonathan majors, character that guy's like a blown up middleweight in real life because he's he's also a real life boxer. So they, they're right. messing with the, the sizes and, and stuff. But uh, OK, so, yeah, so we're going to do that in uh, next month. But I think the goal is for you to come back once a month. We'll do a live stream and then we'll we'll also put the audio on the Patreon. And hopefully, you know, I know. We got the KLB who's always looking for you to talk wrestling and for you and uh, and me and and maybe even Draven down the line. Down the line. I'm not promising anything, but Draven and I are also going to be doing a few things. So I just like the the fact that, you know, we can go back to the mid to late 2000s where we're just kind of like goofing off doing podcasting and then. Now we're doing it like a little bit more for real. And, and that that's like a long relationship. So I'm happy that, that we can do stuff like this because it, it allows us to, to chit chat again. And that's kind of like why I want to do it. It's just, I, I just want to chat with the both of you, but so we're going to do this hopefully once a month and we'll figure out the topics. This one will be on Stallone and Rocky. There's not a lot of wrestling. Uh, there, there is a uh, world's end, but that's like really late in the month. So, but there may be opportunities for us to go live after a pay-per-view. We'll talk about a pay-per-view. We may have some other topics based on something that you want to talk about. I know, you know, you were, you're interested in some historical topics that we can probably delve into, but the idea is to come back once a month and we'll do so on the double G show, not on the the broken news show, but uh, so that that's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, hopefully people will tune in and, and they'll, they'll check us out and, uh, people from your uh, world of geekdom channel probably I more so. more the world of geekdom channel than geekdom 101 but 
you know, there might be some people who are just like, oh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, let, let, let's sprinkle in some uh, some wrestling and some Dragon Ball, even though I know nothing about Dragon Ball. Nah, we, we, we talk about whatever you want. Like, we don't talk about, look, I talk about Dragon Ball nonstop for seven years. No, <laughs> nine years now. I'm perfectly fine talking about something else. Trust yeah. me. I'm wearing the hat because it looks good. But trust me, I can take a break from talking about Dragon Ball. Did you let's, did you do your uh, your World of Geekdom recap already? Yes. Oh yeah, okay. I, I, I had I tried to do now. a quick. I tried to do a quick because I wanted to hear the press conference. I was wondering if Punk was actually going to be at the press conference, but he wasn't. They kept him off of it, which was smart because they're gonna they're gonna pull the trick where they're gonna build up his first time on television. I don't know if it'll be this Monday, but you know they're gonna pull the trick where they're gonna have Punk come out and cut a promo, or and, and that's gonna be something. I want to talk to you about that because I, I was gonna talk to you about that before we close out. Yep, I feel like, and this is me looking at this objectively. He's going to have to talk about AEW, not necessarily by name, not by name, but you know how Punk is when he cuts these promos. He gets yep. to kind of say whatever he wants, yep. and he doesn't have to talk about it by name, but he can talk about how, you know, I came back to the business thinking, you know, I don't know, something to the effect of, like, I came back to a place that I thought was going to be something. I, he's he's. I think he's shitting on AEW. I think so. No, I think so, too, but... How much is he shitting on? Is he going to just go all out and just actually call Tony Khan an idiot on WWE television? Or is he going to if scale I, if it If I back? was him, if I was him, mm -hmm. I would be very thankful for the opportunity. But I would definitely say, you know, there's a reason why WWE is the big league. Because just... But but Garrett, he's this guy's been shitting on them for I know. years. He's gonna have to eat some crow. He's he gonna have that. to eat yeah. some shit. He's gonna have to pull a Luke Skywalker from Rise of Skywalker. I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. He's gonna have okay, to. Okay, so uh, we'll we'll get out of here in a second. But first that, promo yeah. on Raw. Is it on the stage? Crisscross applesauce. No, I think it's gonna be in the ring. In the ring, I think so. Yeah, it'll be like Cody's first promo, yo. Okay. Now, if he says there's a reason why Cody Rhodes is here, if he says that, it's like, or maybe his gimmick is he'll be the EVP hunter. Maybe his next goal is to go after Cody. <laughs> You're the last one left I haven't put my hands on. Okay, so for those watching on YouTube or listening on the free feed, we have the Patreon, patreon.com front slash fightgamemedia. Shows like this that I do cross-pollinate, it's going to show up on the Patreon first. There's going to be no ads. It's clean. It'll go up. You know, we'll put every, we put everything else up secondary in, in YouTube in the free feed. So if you are listening to this on the free feed or watching on YouTube, check out the Patreon. Danny is going to – the audio for those shows that I'm doing with Danny will be on the Patreon as well if you like podcasts better Definitely. than video shows. So, all right. Always um, a good time. So World of Geekdom, Geekdom 101 is where you can find D. And what is your uh, Twitter handle again? Emperor? Emperor, Big, Emperor? Emperor Big D. Yeah, that's been my Twitter handle since like 2009 when I first made it. At Emperor Big D. I on, wanted to change X. it on X. I wanted to change it to at Geekdom 101, but some dickhead took it like years ago, so I can't do anything just about said, it. Just offer him like 100 bucks or something. I can't. He, he abandoned the account. He's, he's not on there anymore. You got you to gotta hit up Elon. I've tried, man. <laughs> I, I'm not at his level yet. Maybe someday. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks to everybody for checking us out. I like doing these kind of like super reactive instant reaction things. And thanks to Danny for being available so quickly. 
Uh, 4D, I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.